0: Coming up tonight, slow it down or pay the price. The Traffic Division's top cop says the growing number of traffic fatalities are of major concern. Plus, equal opportunities for all. An advocate for disability inclusion is calling on government to enforce the law. And later, it's the second annual Two for Two Day. We hear from you, proud Bahamians, on what it means to celebrate the Cultural Day. These stories and so much more as our News Weekend starts now. is our News Weekend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Megan Shepard. So far for 2024, the country has recorded a number of traffic fatalities. In a recent interview with the officer in charge of the traffic division, he shared some of the findings by police at this accident and confirmed that speed is often a factor. Italia Hall reports.
1: Officer in charge of the traffic division, Chief Superintendent Eugene Strawn says the number of traffic fatalities is a serious concern for the Royal Bahamas police force. He reveals some of the vehicles involved in most of the accidents are, as he describes, internet cars.
2: Do little paws, so the jute, the, 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 the note, and for some reason they are moving faster than a speeding bullet. I stand here many afternoon and just look to see how many persons are speeding 20 to 80 miles per hour just to get to another traffic light.
1: And couple with that is?
2: The use of cell phones, or they're trying to communicate with the baby in the backseat, or the baby was not strapped into the backseat. So we take this opportunity to appeal to the members of the motoring public to take your time.
1: The chief superintendent telling us the smaller vehicles that people are purchasing competes with larger vehicles.
2: And with that larger vehicle, a crash occur. And the only end result is either major injuries or fatalities. So we're going to appeal again to the members of the public. Um, when you um, get behind of a steering wheel, we're going to implore you or we're begging you to make sure that every individual is properly strap into with a seat belt and then adhere to the speed regulation with all of the major roads.
1: And as for motorcyclists?
2: I'm trying to get my uh, cyclist to to properly engage individual, but you're not, uh, I'm asking them not to speed willy nilly behind individual. Sometimes the adrenaline gets us, but we are saying, no, no, no. We know how to catch up with these individuals. We have enough CCTV.
1: Now traffic police have beefed up their presence throughout various communities over the past few weeks. The chief superintendent says that will continue as they seek to educate the public. Reporting for our news, I'm Natalia Hall.
0: In the meantime, poaching incidents have seen a notable decrease in Bahamian waters. According to authorities who say they are keen on maintaining this positive trend with a fresh initiative aimed at bolstering protection measures. Berthini McDermott breaks us up to speed on the current developments and future plans.
3: The Department of Marine Resources has reported a significant downturn in foreign poaching activities within Bahamian waters. Director Gregory Bethel attributes this decline to several new initiatives.
4: Since the Sandy Bottom Project and the acquisition of the additional defense force vessels, we've seen a marked decline in the number of poaching incidents going on in the Southeastern Bahamas also with the advent of the satellite bases by the Royal Bahamas Defence
3: Force in Inagua and Gunpoint. Over the years, there have been multiple sightings of Dominican poachers in Bahamian waters. Back in 2019, 17 Dominican poachers were arraigned for illegally catching nearly 3,000 pounds of fisheries and collectively fined $23,000. Fast forward to 2022, despite sightings of Dominican vessels by the Royal Bahamas Defence Force, the military has said attempts to apprehend them were unsuccessful. However, poaching is not solely limited to foreign vessels. Bethel says even sports fishermen have been caught exceeding bag limits, posing another challenge for law enforcement officers.
4: In the case of the northwestern Bahamas, like I said, where we have uh, mainly sport fishers coming over, mainly from uh, Florida, Going over their bag
3: limits, that is a work in progress. Despite the decrease in poaching incidents, Bethel emphasizes officials are gearing up with preventative measures. He says the Marine Action Partnership project is underway, aiming to coordinate all law enforcement agencies regarding fisheries laws, thereby strengthening efforts against poaching. Bringing these agencies together with the
4: intent of putting in place a roadmap as to how we address these matters when they arise. And so, like I said, over the last few years, we have seen a tremendous decrease uh, in poaching incidents. Reporting for Our
3: News, I'm Berthony McDermott.
0: Thanks so much, Berthany. Well, earlier this week we spoke with a well-known figure in the community about her amazing opportunity to model for a top U.S. department store. But are all disabled people in the country respected and looked after? Our Joshua Williams has the answer in this report.
3: The disabled are an integral part of our community and advocates like Erin Brown continue to shine light on the challenges. As head of the Office of Disabilities and Compliance at the University of the Bahamas, Brown has learned a lot, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic.
5: That's very difficult for all learners when you have to transition, but it's even more increased barriers because persons with disabilities, different types, whether it's learning, whether it's neurodiverse, which is maybe persons on the spectrum, face-to-face holds better they're able to engage and receive better. So when you're now thrown into your own space where you may not have a laptop, you may not have a space that you can have quietly, you may not have the resources on these devices in order for you, whether it's screen readers, whether it's it's um, being able to dim and lighten and enlarge to get the content, It was difficult. Brown also calling for more to be done when it comes to
3: enforcing the Persons with Disabilities Equal Opportunity Act passed in 2014.
5: A lot of our spaces are still not compliant. Um, We gave a two-year grace period before the compliance would have gone into effect. So from 2016 to now we still have spaces that are not compliant. We still have an act that we have provided recommendations and accommodations for uh, amendments so that it can have teeth you can see fines when persons are sitting in um, the disabled parking spots without the proper decals. You will now see signage when they ha- once they have finished that amendment and Road Traffic Act has been amended as well. You would see um, that there was sign language on our our new stations and now it, ha- it has transitioning out. Despite
3: the challenges, Brown says she's noticing positive changes in attitudes towards the
5: community. What I have seen thus far has been and A healthy shift, a very progressive shift. You're now hearing more languages or more narratives that are more empowering. And and that's very important. Before, you would hear all of the terms and the euphemistic language where you're using terms like "cripple" and differently abled and um, all of these things that don't necessarily change the negative connotation of disability. But now we're using identity-first language, which is a disabled person and know that that's correct that's all right um, because it's identity first or person first language which is a person with a disability so I'm seeing more of that shifting happening which is really good. Reporting for
6: our news I'm Joshua Williams.
0: Lots more news to come this evening but first meteorologist Ian McKenzie has your first look at weather.
6: Thanks Megan and good evening Bahamas, welcome to your 242 Saturday forecast where we have currently outside our studios mostly clear skies with a temperature of 71, winds are from the northwest at 15 miles per hour with a comfortable feels like temperature of 71. Current temperatures across the country at this time in our nation's second city Freeport we have 67, a set of 71's in Marsh Harbor, the capital, Nicholstown and in Alistown, Bimini, a pair of 72's in Great Harbor and Governor's Harbor Eleuthera. In the central Bahamas, continue with those 72s in Kemp's Bay, Arthurstown as well, 76 in Georgetown, Dedmanski, and 74 also in Coburn Town, San Salvador. For the southeast Bahamas, we have 73 in Duncan Town, Ragged Island, a set of 77s in Colonel Hill, Delectable Bay, Abraham's Bay, and Providentialis, Turks and Caicos, and 79 in Matthew Town, Inagua. First look now at our satellite and radar imagery where we have some cloudiness. This is all associated with a cold front. We had some showers early in the capital. This frontal boundary should continue to push through the central Bahamas and eventually into the southeast Bahamas. Stay tuned, this is your first look at where the extended forecast is still to come.
0: When our News Weekend comes back from the break, Generation Next is taking a dive into the marine ecology environment. We'll tell you about a marine ecologist that was recognized by the king himself plus community in action. Grand Bahamians continuing their efforts to repopulate the mangroves destroyed by Hurricane Dorian. We've got the details when our News Weekend returns. Are you or a loved one under medical
1: care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home healthcare supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online from hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers. Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you, at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771.
0: And now we take a deep dive into the life of a Grand Bahama native making major waves locally and internationally. Here is tonight's Generation Next All Star. three-year-old Alana Vellacott wears many hats, from marine ecologist to science communicator, free diver, and even a brand ambassador for some of the top ocean space brands. Vellacott says she has some 16 years experience in the marine ecology industry, working with different scientists, organizations, and
7: of course, marine creatures. So anything to do with collecting corals, surveying coral reefs, uh, reef health surveys, outplanting corals i have a hand or a fin in and also working in education and outreach here at Coral Vita.
0: Felicott grew up alongside the Hawksbill Creek and spent most of her days exploring all the ocean had to offer. She credits both nature and
7: nurture for her passion. My next-door neighbors were just as feral as I was as a kid, and so we would go out into the ocean and learn about the world around us in the same way that kids play on a playground to learn about the world around them. I was doing that in the ocean with marine creatures. With an extensive list of accolades
0: under her belt, Valakot shares just some of the highlights of her career thus far.
7: One of the most recent things is being featured in Essence magazine, a two-page spread in an article entitled the real life Little Mermaid. Back in 2020, I was the first female black scientist to be featured on Shark Week, which was amazing. And I was featured alongside Andre Musgrove, a really great friend of mine. I was also featured in a documentary entitled Enslaved, featuring Samuel L. Jackson and Afwa Hirsch. Just last year, I was mentioned by the King of England himself in congratulating me and a few other climate scientists who are paving the way and being pioneers for climate science in the Bahamas.
0: But she admits
7: there are some challenges within the industry. One of the biggest challenges in being who I am and working in this space is that I am black and that I am also a female. I know that doesn't sound like a whole lot considering in the Bahamas we are majority black, but out in the world, especially in the world of science, it does not look like me. Here's her advice for
0: anyone interested in a career in the marine
7: space. I recommend volunteering, networking, learning how to swim or even better getting your scuba certification and additionally getting to know people already in the industry, showing up and being enthusiastic. Well, young people
0: in action over on Grand Bahama, are participating in a mangrove mania planting initiative. Some four years after Hurricane Dorian ravaged the island, the marine elements are still in need of major attention. Enter Waterkeepers Bahamas and a host of community-minded partners. The mangrove planting season closing out with a bang as civic organizations and school groups came together to plant some 1,500 mangroves in Dover Sound, Grand Bahama. Executive Director of Waterkeepers Bahamas, Rishima Ingram, noting that this is the 12th initiative aimed at restoring the mangroves in that community. The 1,500
5: mangroves come from uh, areas, healthy mangrove areas, um, in the islands of Bimini, Grand Bahama, New Providence. That's really where we focus because we know that genetics is so important and we try not to cross um, the genetics of the mangroves throughout the Bahamas. If you think about it, even though uh, we're all... Uh, the same country the mangrove
0: species those genetics are different. Marine ecologist Alana vellacott explains the role of mangroves in protecting the country from natural disasters. Mangroves are our second
7: line of defense against storm surge and flooding corals being the first um, and then mangroves are next because red mangroves especially are amazing at holding sediment and also their flexible roots
0: absorb wave energy. But the efforts were not limited to mangrove restoration right now i taking out the casuarina trees which is an invasive species in Bahamas
1: so while the other teams are out there putting in mangroves which is native we're trying to get rid of the casuarina trees to get rid of them because they're not supposed to be here and they're
0: harmful to our environment. Students from the University of the Bahamas, GGYA and various other clubs and schools all volunteering their time to make an impact.
7: I love science. I love the environment. Anything that involves with green and the ocean
0: really is a passion of mine. Science students, is always important to give back to the
5: community. And if we have a chance to plant mangroves, why not? Again, um, care for our island and bring back the mangroves, especially after the hurricanes that we had here.
8: So we just want to restore what was once here and, you know, recreate that environment so that the marine life and others can grow and be replenished.
0: They're super important. They, they also keep us alive because these waves over here they're getting bigger and bigger so, so we need more mangroves. Awesome initiative. Still to come on our news weekend, Ian McKenzie has a check on your extended weather forecast. Plus,
9: Devin Charlton does it again and Bahamian NBA players return to the hardwood. I'm coming up next with weekend sports.
0: Welcome back. Devin Charlton almost clocked her world record speed again. Friday night was a busy night for a Bahamian City NBA, and a college baseball player helped his team get a win on the West Coast. Here is Tige Adderley with our sports.
9: Thanks, Megan. Good evening. Happy two four two day. Welcome to this special weekend edition of R Sports. I'm Taze Adderley. Devon Charlton did it again, ladies and gentlemen. The record-setting hurdler won another race, just missing the record that she set just a couple of weeks ago. Charlton won the 60-meter hurdles on the Madrid stop of the World Indoor Tour yesterday, finishing in a time of 7.68 seconds, 1-100th off a second of the world record-setting time of 7.67 seconds that she ran just two weeks ago in New York and that Tia Jones tied just a few days later in New Mexico. Nadine Visser of the Netherlands came second in 7.78 seconds and Pia Szczosowska of Poland came third in 7.83 seconds. Now we're going to look around the association where every single Bahamian in the NBA took to the court last night. Buddy Heal helped to shoot his Philadelphia 76ers to a 104-97 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, scoring 13 points on five of nine shooting. And three of six three-pointers. Eric Gordon was back in Houston for the first time. He got a warm welcome. He scored five points when the Suns could have used seven. They lost 105-103 to 103 to his former team, the Houston Rockets. DeAndre Ayton had a double-double with 22 points and 10 rebounds, but his Portland Trailblazers got rolled up by former MVP Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, 127-112. And Klay and Thompson came off the bench to score 13 as Golden State Warriors beat the Charlotte Hornets 97-84. Before we go, we're going to head over to the West Coast, where a Bahamian baseball player helped this team to get a win. Dylan Adderley left the yard to help his Loyola Marymount Lions get a 4-0 win over the Cal State Bakersfield Roadrunners Friday afternoon at the Tony Gwynn Classic in San Diego. The two-run shot to left center field came in the top of the first, and that will be all the Lions needed as they shut out Bakersfield. We are all done with sports for today. I'm Tage Adderley.
0: Thanks so much, Tage. On the other side of this break, we want to put you to the test in honor of 242 Day. Stick with us to test your knowledge of all things Bahamian. Thanks for sticking with us. The Bahamas hit the 50-year independence milestone last year, and one of the additions to our cultural calendar is 242 Day, a nationwide display of Bahamian patriotism and creativity celebrated on the 24th day of the second month. Our Jean Joseph hit the streets to see just how much residents know about the 242.
8: February 24th is 242 Day, and if you missed it, that came as a proclamation in 2023 by Prime Minister Philip Davis. 242 Day aims to foster the spirit of patriotism while encouraging Bahamians to use their creativity and ingenuity to promote Bahamian pride. The Prime Minister encourages Bahamians worldwide to display their national pride on this day by wearing flag colors or Bahamian prints, enjoying a delicious native dish and enjoying Bahamian music, art and entertainment. We visited the nation's tertiary institution, the University of the Bahamas, which also celebrates 50 years this year. To see how much the U.B. population knows about the 242, follow along at home and see how many questions you can answer correctly. Who wrote the national anthem? Nah, I forget his. I forget his name. lie.
0: Timothy Gibson. Timothy Gibson.
8: Timothy Gibson.
1: Timothy Gibson. Timothy Gibson wrote the national anthem.
8: What's the national sport? Some competitive water sport. Maybe sailing? No. Maybe. Yeah.
1: National sport. Oh, I think it was cricket. Did they change it?
0: Oh, wait. No for true. I know this one. Sailing. Sailing. Yeah.
6: Right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> what is the official music and dance of the Bahamas called? Chongnu rake and scrape, something like that.
6: Rake and scrape?
0: Come back? No, man. Yeah. Yeah? It's-
8: rake and scrapey. I'd probably say rake and scrape.
0: Oh, um, I go with
8: what was the name of the famous uncle that fell in the well? Uncle Lou.
0: Uncle Lou. Did you say Uncle Lou?
8: Uncle Lou. I. I know that. That's Uncle Lou. We got mixed responses, but you learn something every day. Reporting for R News, I'm Gene Joseph. Hoping you had an incredible 242 day.
0: Some morning showers earlier today, but as to what you can expect for the remainder of the weekend, well, Ian McKinsey has your extended weather forecast.
6: Thanks, Megan. Welcome back, everyone. Across the area, we have this funnel boundary that pushed through the capital now, and it's making its way into the central Bahamas and eventually into the southeast Bahamas. We should see some cloudiness exit area clearing skies tonight. Calm, beautiful conditions throughout most of the week. Boating conditions, however, we expect small craft caution across the northwest and central islands, winds northwest to north, 15 to 20 knots, seas 4 to 6 over the ocean, high tide at 8.02 p.m. tonight, low tide at 2.09 a.m. tomorrow morning. For the southeast Bahamas, winds will be west southwest to west, northwest 10 to 15 knots, seas running 2 to 4 feet over the ocean. Here's a look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, stable conditions expected in the wake of that funnel system, Be looking at, this should continue pretty much through most of the week, with those highs only getting up into the mid to upper 70s, which are low temperatures in the mid to low 60s. That's your up in evening forecast. Make it a great, safe, fun night, everyone.
0: The Bahamas Humane Society Animal Ambulance is often called upon when animals are spotted in distress. Our Marlena Leonard recently spoke to Bahamas Humane Society President Marana to learn everything you need to know about the service.
10: We do go out and we pick up animals that are stuck in wells, animals that are stuck in fences, dogs up on roofs. Um, We have footage of amazing rescues. We also do pick up sick and injured animals and we do it at night as well but the president says there's one thing people need to understand about the capabilities of the bahamas humane society's animal ambulance we do not have a full-time vet at the humane society at the moment we only have one vet and she has to have some time off so once upon a time we had three vets right now we only have one vet now one of our problems is why do we only have one vet? Because we don't have enough money to have three vets, and if the government would like to give us a bigger subsidy, we could have three vets. It takes more to run the shelter than you may think. We do everything we can to provide a complete, comprehensive and quality service to sick and injured animals. But we have to have money to pay for it, because it costs $1,250,000 a year, to run the Bahamas Humane Society, and we have to raise all that money except for 75,000 a year that we receive as a government subsidy.
6: And the president says the
10: power of the word ambulance can make all the difference in an animal rescue. The word ambulance is still a good thing to have on that bus because if we do have a highly injured animal and it, is, it does need immediate attention, we can get through the traffic quicker. People do pay attention to us. But the implication that an ambulance brings you immediately to a hospital that is open and fully functioning is a bit of a misnomer. But at the same time, we do need to be able to use that name as well because we do pick up many injured animals. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard.
0: Thanks so much, Marlena, and thank you for joining us for our news weekend. On behalf of the entire team, a Megan Shepherd of a safe and wonderful evening.